talking about the government, the man in the trench coat. Badge got laid off, says he's got a bad call. Want to get it paid off. Look out, kid, something you did. God knows when, but you're doing it again. You better duck down the alleyway. Looking for a new friend, the man in the cool skin. Cap is in the big pen. Wants $11 bills, but you only got 10. Maggie comes fleet foot, face full of black soot, talking at the heat foot, plants in the bed, but the phone's tapped anyway. Maggie says that many say they got a bust in early May. Orders from the DA, look out, kid, no matter what you did. Walking on your tiptoes, don't try no lose. It better stay away from those that carry around the fire hose. Keep a clean nose, watch the plain clothes. You don't need no weather, man, to know which way the wind blows. You got to get sick, get well, hang around an inkwell, ring bell, hard to tell if anything is gonna sell, try hard to get far, get back, right braille, get jailed, jump bail, join the army if you fail, look out kid, you're gonna get hit by users, Use, cheaters, cheaters. six-time losers, hang around the theater, girl by the whirlpool, looking for a new... Hello and welcome to the 62nd episode of Soundwave, I am your host Matt, and over to the right of me is Eric. <laughs> oh, you pig. Thanks. That's I, not how you in- introduce yourself I, on a show. I'm sorry. I chugged try and beer be before pro- we started. Try and be professional, sir. Well, I'm not. I'm drinking beer while we're doing the show. How professional is that? Well, I guess You I have a too. beer, too. I guess so. <laughs> Shh. They aren't supposed to know this. Oh, damn it. Uh, in front of me, we have a special guest who is home from Wyoming, finally. Hello. That is Serena. Hi, Hi kids. What, what's new? How's, how is Wyoming life? Uh, Wyoming was great. Um, there's mountains and stars. There are mountains and stars and moose. <laughs> and, and the moose? <laughs> yeah. Did you uh, hear any good music while you were there? Mm, I don't know. I guess the first time you went, you went and saw I, uh, Empire of the Sun, didn't I you? I did. That was in Salt Lake City. Oh, that's yeah, cool. I don't necessarily equate good music and Wyoming with the, you know, <laughs> Well, I mean, I was kind of living with a lot of hippies. So yeah. you heard like some Conway Twitty? Um, no. <laughs> I don't know. What do they listen to in Wyoming? I don't know. Conway Twitty. I don't know. I didn't hang out with like a lot of people from actual Wyoming. Everyone ah, was from everywhere else. Transplants. So. Yeah. So you're living on a, at a hotel? Uh, yeah, Jackson Lake Lodge. So like in Grand Teton National Park. Cool. Oh, yeah. It was pretty sweet. Well, Eric, what have you been up to? Uh, don't just say work. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, n- not work. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, there you go. Anything you've been listening to? Um, all kinds of stuff. Like what? Uh, you were listening to some Daft Punk when I came. Yeah, in. when you came in, I was listening to Daft Punk. Uh, Daft Punk, and my brother got me uh, a bunch of songs from like these no name like English punk bands, oh, okay. which are really really good. I'm gonna send you some of them too because like there's there's quite a few on there that are fucking spectacular. Like there's this one uh, about this guy's like doing this dance called the Wiggle. It's like a punk rock <laughs> dance song, and you just you wouldn't you you got to hear it, dude. It's so funny. Would it be like dancey, like real big fish ska punk or no? no it's just it's. I mean, it's just pretty much like straight up like punk rock. But he's like, let me teach you how to do the wiggle, and then it like goes on like that. You know, it's really really good with shit. the British accent yeah, and everything. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> sounds great. It's good stuff. Uh, I went to Ryan Adams on Monday. Oh yeah, how was that? Yeah, you suck. It was uh really good, not as good as the first time I saw him. Okay, I'm not a big fan of Ryan Adams and the Cardinals. Okay, because he had a full band there, so like five of the songs were their songs, which I don't really know any of them. And then uh, there's some obscure ones that I didn't really know either. But when I saw him alone, it was just him, a piano, and a guitar, and he'd like go back and forth to each one and play. You forgot a beard? The beard? Doesn't he have an epic beard? No. He did the last time I saw a picture of him. He had a pretty sweet beard. <laughs> that would be a long time ago. It probably was. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I saw them, and then I'm just getting ready for Peter and Jen's wedding. Oh, I, yeah. I've been writing my uh, best man speech, which I read to Serena. It was very nice. It was very nice. I hope it goes over well. Sweet. And, uh, yeah. Otherwise, nothing too too new over in this area. Let's go into the music <gasps> All right, what do we got? I wrote it like a half hour ago. <laughs> uh, this record store day will continue its uh, this year. Record store day will continue its tradition on Black Friday event celebration celebrating independent record stores. Uh, November twenty eighth, the day after Thanksgiving, artists like Outkast, Wu Tang Clan, Jenny Lewis, Connor Oberst, Mastodon, and uh, the Flaming Lips will put out releases. Nice. 
other releases are David Bowie's Sue Ten Inch, uh, Miles Davis, Bessie Smith, and The Kinks. Uh, Muswell Hillbillies Deluxe Two LP. Wait a minute, did you say Miles Davis? Yeah, it's probably reissued. I was gonna say, hasn't he been dead? Or else, <laughs> what? Or else it could be like a, a live album or something yeah, like that. Uh, the ex-wife of Greg Ginn has accused the Black Flag co-founder of child abuse and seeks to remote his access to their daughters, according to court documents. Uh, according to the document, Greg behaved erratically and abusively and endangered the lives and emotional well-beings of the children. It claims that um, his he's been drinking and doing drugs and uh, witnessed confrontations and physical violence at the building where they live. And uh, yeah, I guess he locked them in their rooms and stuff with for How? days. What a know. bastard! How old is he? He's got to be fifty. Yeah, I mean, old Rollins is, is yeah, Rollins is late fifties yeah, probably now. Right. right. So, I saw a like, picture of him. How old are these little kids? Probably 12, 13. Well, you got to figure you know. that dudes can keep on having kids until they can't get enough anymore. <laughs> that, that, <laughs> that's true. Okay, that's true. you're right. But uh, yeah, he's been denying them food and threatening them and whatnot. What and an asshole! It was a pretty intense article that I was reading. That's, so that mm. sucks, man. Isn't Black Flag a straight edge band though, <laughs> or is it just Rollins? <laughs> Probably just Rollins. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I guess apparently not. They're not because this guy's drinking and doing drugs and oh his damn, kids. oh damn. What the hell? Well, the straight edge it just became too much for him. He just yeah, that's broke what it down was. all at once. Yeah, he's like, fuck, I gotta bang heroin, smoke weed, and drink beer at the same time. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> And endanger the lives of my children. Uh the iconic uh Italian horror director Dario Argento, the guy who did Suspiria in Inferno, has launched a indigo campaign to fund the next film he's doing, The Sandman. It's a thriller about a serial killer called the Sandman, and Eggy Pop is going to play the killer. Cool. He'll probably be a pretty <laughs> creepy killer. I think he'll be terrifying, but I think it'll be awesome. In that words, would be, that'd be pretty cool, yeah. <laughs> as long as he can do better than D. Snyder, that is very true. Or uh, Gene Simmons and Ozzy Osbourne and Trick or Treat. I've never seen that. Actually, I think they're kind of the heroes or something. I don't know for sure. Oh. I can't remember. Still it's pretty, sounds it's like a terrible bad. movie. Yeah, I was going to say it sounds terrible. <laughs> My dad got in the five dollar bin when I was like fifteen or something. It's and got Gene Simmons and it. it's got to be bad. <laughs> and he's not wearing any makeup either. That's Ew. even worse. <laughs> Uh, also with Iggy Pop, tonight, BBC Radio 6 music broadcast, the annual John Peel Lecture, which features a notable figure from the music industry talking about music-related media and such. Uh, the lecture is named in honor of the late legendary radio broadcaster John Peel, and this year marks the 10th anniversary of Peel's death. Uh, the lecturer this year is Iggy Pop. The topic was free music in a capitalist society. Uh, it was pretty interesting. I read most of it. I just have this one part. Uh, he talks about piracy and ethically it's a big deal. Uh, he doesn't think the industry should go on a witch hunt for individuals who have illegally downloaded the media. In a quote, and you all know how good I am with quotes. Oh, no. <laughs> I think that prosecuting some college kid because he shared a file is a lot like sending somebody to Australia 200 years ago and poaching by, for poaching his lordship's rabbits <laughs> that's how it must seem to the poor people who just want to watch a crappy movie for free after they've been working themselves to death all day at a tesco or whatever you know <laughs> was that a iggy pop quote yep oh, okay i was just gonna say you should have done the iggy pop voice how does that go like oh man look i'm iggy pop man and uh, <laughs> i don't like piracy i think sucks. you need to lower your octave about two more notches uh, all right i'm i'm iggy pop uh, you didn't lower your octave at all <laughs> you the, got lower give your up chair. you got the british one that's all <laughs> you can know do what the fuck that is uh the rock and roll hall of fame has announced the nominees for tw the 2015 induction uh it includes green day Kraftwerk, nwa nine inch nails lou reed the smiths and others lou reed is already in the rock and roll hall of fame as a member of the velvet underground in order to be, I did not know this because I was like, Green Day, why the fuck are they being nominated? But uh, They've been around since like 80. Yeah, I know, but it just, something. they seem more recent. That yeah. they should, well, they had should, their second coming. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. But in order to be eligible for the induction, artists have to have released their first single 25 years ago. So yeah, they're, so before 1989. Uh, fans can cast their vote over Rock and Roll Hall of Fame's website or on Rolling Stone or USA Today. The top five artists selected by the public will make up the fans' ballot and will be tallied with other votes from an international voting body. They will be announced in December. Sweet. I'm going to go on there and not vote for Green Day. Who are you going to vote for? Well, who do you think I'm going to vote for? 
NWA? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> of course. I'm a nigga with attitude. <laughs> Uh, I'd vote for Lou Reed just because Lou Reed, he's dead. I'm going to vote for <laughs> oh. I'm going to vote for the Smiths just because Morrissey will be dead soon. I was wondering why, if that's why they put him in there. <laughs> I feel like we should soon. vote for people that are alive and yeah. kicking so they can be so. like, fuck yeah, I'm in the Hall of Fame, bitches. Unless you're <laughs> Axl Rose. <laughs> uh, new Sights, New Noise is the name of an exhibit at ADWS Gallery Art in NYU. Uh, the evolving ex- exhibition project was put together by Michael Stipe, who currently has a residence at the school as an artist and teacher. The gallery space will utilize Stipe as the studio classroom and laboratory. It's going to be a studio classroom and laboratory. Uh, every week for six weeks, uh, that exhibition is open. Stipe will have a guest there each week, and uh, 18 students will be in the class, and I'll be teaching them about who knows what. That's freaking awesome, and that I wish cool. I could take part in that. Man. That would be really cool. I love Michael Stipe. Such a great guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, David Bowie has shared Sue, or In a Season of Crime, a new song written specifically for his forthcoming retrospective, Nothing Has Changed. Uh, it was recorded specifically for the compilation with collaborator Tony Viscotti and with the Maria Schneider Orchestra. It's a pretty weird song. I have a little clip of it. It's very jazzy and weird. It's- <laughs> Wait, if you guys could see the faces in the room. This is Bowie, not Miles Davis. I got the job. <laughs> I don't think I like it. Nope. <laughs> if I was born in 1930, I would like it. I don't even think it's good, like, on that sort I think, of scale. I think I'd like it if I was seeing him live just doing it. I don't know. Like, if it was, like if it was at the Dakota Jazz Club. you'd be able to see David yeah. Bowie and be like, holy well, fuck, Well, like, that's if it was like the Dakota Jazz Club and some guys just with the drums and saxophone over there and Bowie's right. just spouting out whatever comes. Yeah. But, yeah, pretty, but to, like, actually pretty sit terrible. and be like, yeah, this is, yeah. <laughs> I can listen to this. We're going to record this. People <laughs> will play it in their living rooms. Do you think, do you think he did any scat? Was he like, beep, bop, I don't know. I haven't listened to the whole song yet. Maybe. I hope so. That'd be neat. Bowie scatting. Bowie scat. That would be better. (laughs) That would be better than that weird heroin Uh, improv jazz. 12 things we learned about Neil Young and Howard Stern this week. Young was understandably nervous about appearing on the show for the first time. Uh, He's smoking weed again occasionally. (laughs) He wasn't kidding last week when he said he's never going to perform with Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young ever again. I don't know what the thing is, but I read another article, the title it said, it's by uh, Crosby, or Stills, I can't remember which one, and he's uh, saying... He had, I think he had real big beef with Stephen Stills. That's well. what it was, yeah. Stills, and he's like, yeah, I, I guess I guess I really pissed him off, that's well, what the article said. I have a hmm. little piece of uh, history oh, that okay, good. deals with that. So. Uh, his relationship with Crosby remains strained, uh, though he did not go into specifics. Even 45 years later, he's still pissed about all the cameras on stage at Woodstock. (laughs) (laughs) He finds it difficult to tell stories about the old days without saying names of a certain person. I think that's about everybody, though. Uh, Bono gave him advice, or Bono, Bono gave him advice on how to write more commercial music. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. He's tremendously disappointed in President Obama. The first batch of Pono players is sold out. Nice. Uh, his newest hobby is paddleboarding. He is psyched about his upcoming album, Story Latone. And uh, sharing a Toronto apartment with Rick James in 1966 was nonstop fun. Nice. Nice. I think the Rick James thing is interesting. <laughs> yep. And I would love to go paddleboarding with Neil Young. That would who be pretty would, fun. Who would not go paddleboarding with <laughs> right? Neil? I would smoke a doobie with him. <laughs> on the paddleboard? Occasionally, the paddleboard. though. Occasionally. Oh, occasionally. Uh, occasionally. One every hour. Uh, this is what he said about being with Rick James. We did some wild things, he said. It's all very hazy to me now. <laughs> I'm glad I made it through that stage. It gets a little dicey. There are some drugs going on. I remember singing one song for about a day and a half. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's pretty awesome. I bet my dad was stoked for that one. He listens to Howard Stern all the time. Oh, really? I need to start listening to him. He fascinates me. He's a fascinating man. How do you top a glow-in-the-dark vinyl? 
with a marshmallow scented record. (laughs) (laughs) What? This year marks the 30th anniversary of the 1984 cult comedy Ghostbusters. And in addition to the theatrical re-release and a recently announced reboot of the film's soundtrack, which was uh, reissued at Record Store Day this past year, that was a glow-in-the-dark final. Next up, October 21st, Legacy Recordings is reissuing Ray Parker Jr.'s classic Ghostbusters on a 12-inch. Uh, the white vinyl housed in a marshmallow-scented puffy gatefold jacket in honor of the film's villain, the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man. Nice. So, yep. That's but, weird. <laughs> a little bit. But was Stay Puffed really the, the villain of the movie? He was just he was just there. Yeah, really. th- yeah mean, he wasn't a villain. Yeah, it the, was uh, Oh, wait, dude. Azul. He was the villain. Zool was the villain. He was also a villain. But, he came and tore apart the city. But that, that's only because Ray couldn't clear his mind and, and not think about something. And then Stay Puffed just happened to show up smiling. My, uh, what but kind then of he got angry. Smiles? He was pretty pissed. He was pretty pissed. I just watched that movie like last week. <laughs> it was on TV last week. Oh, I watched it on Netflix. I don't have a TV in Wyoming. Nice. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, here you go, Eric. Uh, oh, okay. There you go. Sorry for the delay. It's okay. This day in history. In 1956, 21-year-old Elvis Presley pulled into a Memphis gas station where he starts to attract a crowd of autograph seekers. After repeatedly asking Elvis to move on so he can resume normal business, station manager Ed Hopper slaps Presley on the head and finds finds himself on the receiving end of a punch in the eye. Uh, Station employee Aubrey Brown tries to help his boss, but is no match for Presley. After police are called, Hopper and Brown are charged with assault and are eventually fined $25 and $15 respectively. That's bad. That's a lot of money for that time, I think. Probably. Considering, you know, you buy Elvis Presley album for like 50 cents. So that's a lot of money. 1958, an article in Billboard reports that Phil Spector, the writer and arranger of the Teddy Bears hit To Know Him Is To Love Him, is studying to be a court reporter. Though the reclusive producer, famed for creating wall of sound recordings in the 1960s, never takes up that uh, profession, his trials and ultimate conviction for the 2003 murder of actress Lana Clarkson will provide him with plenty of courtroom experience. That's amazing how many songs that man has written that uh, are just hit after hit after hit. Uh, up until the early 90s, this guy was just doing it and doing it and doing it. Did you watch the documentary, Spectre? Well, I, the, doc- the docudrama yeah. thing? No, I haven't Al Pacino seen it. plays Phil uh, Spectre, and it's fucking and amazing. And he, he looks just like his ugly ass. It thing. was really good. Okay. okay. What an asshole. That guy is. He killed somebody. He's yeah. a jerk. Kind of blew that one. Yeah, right? Well, OJ got away with it. Why can't he? That's true. <laughs> 1962, Monster Mash by Bobby Pickett and the Crypt Kickers is the number one Billboard pop hit. Kennelly released to coincide with Halloween. The novelty tune w- with a Boris Karloff-like spoken vocal will reappear on the charts in 1970, 1973, 1975, and 1981. Wait, the Crypt Kickers? The Crypt Kickers. That's awesome. Bobby Pickett and the Crypt Kickers. And That's a pretty kickers. badass name. That's better than the Misfits. And then, yeah, Bobby, yeah, that's the first version, because there's the Groovy Ghoulies, that's the later right, version. Right, right, right. In 1965, the Who Switch, record- switch, switch, I got something. <laughs> oh, Are you male or female? Male. Uh-huh. I've been looking at you for about uh, 45 minutes now. Can you... Uh- <laughs> Somebody in a costume that's back a in the 50s. Thing. Would you unveil yourself there for a minute? Can we see who's inside? Mm-hmm. Oh, famous! Who is it? Nice to see you, old fellow. Now somebody is going to say, "Take the mask off inside." I was hoping the monster now, you know. mash would have started. We're playing, delighted but to have you not. all with us. Looking good. Let's turn to back go. to the man who. Uh... <laughs> I was working in the lab late one night when my eyes began. <laughs> if, if you haven't seen this video, it's amazing. Bobby Pickett singing the monster mash. And is he singing or is he spoken to my surprise? He did the monster mash. He's very graveyard smash. It caught on in a flash. Yes, so uh, please go look up this 1950s Bobby Pickett Monster Mash video because his eyes are great. And he looks like he might touch your children inappropriately. <laughs> <He might. laughs> in, in 1965, the Who record My Generation in London. I totally biffed the entire line for that one. Anyway, singer Roger Daltrey later says he stuttered the lyrics in order to get it to fit the rhythm. The BBC is reluctant to air the tune, feeling it may offend stutterers. 
(laughs) (laughs) Stupid stuff to offend people. Right. 1966, Grace Slick replaces expectant mother Signe Anderson in the Jefferson Airplane. She leaves her current band, Great Society, and brings along two songs that will be soon uh, at the forefront of the San Francisco music scene. Somebody to Love and White Rabbit. Cool. Also this week, the Jimi Hendrix Experience plays its first gig ever at a concert in Paris supporting French pop star Johnny Halliday. I don't know. It's got like like four L's in it. I don't know. The Experience plays a 15-minute set of Hey Joe, soon to be their first single, Killing Floor, and a bunch of soul standards. I love Hey Joe. Oh, that should have been one. Okay. Well, you you fucked up on that one. Yep. (laughs) Cool. That's That's a big week. And yeah, yeah, yeah rock well, and roll. In '66, yeah. 1973, the Supreme Court refuses to review a federal communications commission directive ordering broadcasters to censor songs with drug oriented lyrics before airing them. It will be another three decades before the FCC becomes concerned over women's breasts. Also, in 1973, a court in Nice, France, finds the Rolling Stones' Keith Richards guilty of using, supplying, and trafficking marijuana and heroin. The penalty is a 5,000 franc fine, a one-year suspended sentence, and he is barred from entering France for two years. So you can traffic drugs into France and only get a slap on the wrist if you're a Rolling Stone. 1975, Neil Young undergoes surgery on his vocal cords. His recovery is slow, and he is obliged to quit midway through his tour the following year with Stephen Stills, which strains their relationship. Oh. So there you go. That's the little thing that I had there for you. Doesn't really sound like it was his fault. No, it's not really, but... Stephen Stills sounds like an asshole. Yes, well, St- <laughs> Stephen Stills is an asshole. I'm just he... kidding, Stephen Stills. No, Stephen Stills, she's not kidding. Fuck you. <laughs> oh, God. Whoa. Whoa now. Hey, Whoa hey, now. Neil Young's the man, okay? I'm not going to side with Stephen Stills on this one. <laughs> You're right. Me neither. Got anything else there? Uh, yeah, I got I got a couple more. In 1988, UB40's Red Red Wine is the Billboard number one pop hit. The British group originally released the Neil Diamond Pen song in 84 when it only managed to get to number 34. I did that one for Casey because he loves that song. In 1992, <laughs> Sinead O'Connor is booed off the stage at Madison Square Garden at a concert honoring Bob Dylan. The hostile crowd is reacting to the singer's appearance two weeks earlier on Saturday Night Live when she tore up a picture of the Pope. And that is the first episode of Saturday Night Live I ever watched. I remember that. Really? And I was like six, five or six when that happened. And it was a huge freaking deal. I don't. Th- I don't know why it's only bigger than bigger than. Oh, oh, it was bigger huge. than Janet Jackson nipple. Oh, way bigger, dude. They like they like cut it off like while she was like Ooh. ripping up this picture and she's like going all crazy because she's weird. And then they were like, no, no, no more live, no more. Was live. she singing nothing compares to you at the time? Uh yes. And then she <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the only song that she had that anybody gives yeah. a shit about. So, all right, two more. 2002, the British band Muse brings a suit against Celine Dion, seeking to prevent her from naming her new Las Vegas show Muse. Says Muse singer Matt Bellamy, we don't want anyone to think we're Celine Dion's fucking backing band. (laughs) Yeah, people would probably think that Muse is playing at uh, Caesars Palace or whatever. That would suck for them, dude. All these people that want to see Celine Dion and then they're like, oh, we're Muse. And they're like, what? Don't you mean it would suck for the people that want to go see Muse and end up seeing Celine Dion? That would suck that's, worse. That's exactly what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> and the biggest news for the week, what I think is pivotal to at least myself, <laughs> and I'm very sad. 2006, CBGB, the legendary New York punk club credited with discovering Patti Smith, the Ramones, Blondie, and a bunch of other dudes. Talking heads. Talking Heads, closed after a final gig by Smith herself, Blondie, and the Talking Heads. Also found, uh, uh, you made me mess that whole thing up, (laughs) which helped launch U.S. punk music. The venue first opened in December 73. Its full name, CBGBOMFUG, standing for Country Bluegrass Blues and Other Music for Uplifting Gourmandizers. I don't know what a gourmandizer is, but it's probably something drug <laughs> They talk induced. about that in the CBGB movie. Mm-hmm. It's a really good movie. It is a great movie. But yeah, that sucks. They're closed now. Oh, CBGBs. The bathroom is still there, though, which is a piece of shit. What? What, what, what do you mean the what? bathroom yeah, is still there? They, they have the, like, the bathrooms, like because um, they were all famous for having, having very, very nasty uh, basement toilets. Mm-hmm. And it was like a not... Uh, 
gender descript. What's the proper word for that? Like anybody can go in there and pee at the, okay. at the same time. And they kept a those, unisex like, bathroom. Yeah, the, yeah, a unisex bathroom. And the uh, the landlords of the place kept like the bathrooms in <laughs> nasty shape. So you can just like go in there. I don't know. Like I guess probably not anymore. But it was like important for the the landlord to keep disgusting the bathrooms. bathrooms. <laughs> yeah. Well, their bathrooms are like notoriously famous. Is it like the the worst bathroom in Scotland in the train spotting movie? Probably even worse than that one. I don't That's know about gross. that, man. Yeah, Dude, they have know. punk rock shits from like 1979 in there still smeared on the wall. <laughs> Gigi Allen's poop is all over the place. <laughs> punk rock shits from 1979. That's awesome. All right. Into the weekly theme. What is it? What is it? <laughs> Oh yeah, you'll find out. Making sweet, sweet love to what? That theme. <laughs> that, that theme. This, that's weird music. <laughs> I know it is. Yeah, that's why it's we the greatest it. music. It's porno music. It's porno music because this, this theme is so risque so and everything. Sexy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Favorite porno songs. <laughs> <laughs> I like songs that would make good porno songs. Ooh, Ooh, that's yeah. a good theme for Okay, okay. But uh, no. You this have to week... let me be on that week. Okay. All right. Did Dude. we do stripper songs one week too? I think so. Yep, our favorite, our favorite str- songs that define our strippers. Like, uh, somebody, somebody played uh, I, I "Pour Some Sugar on Me," didn't you? Uh, I don't know. Ooh, no. that's the I played "Never hey, Gonna Stop." That's the epitome. Let's, of let's get songs. back to the task. Oh yeah, that's right. The theme this week is cover songs, Woo. and uh, we might have done this one when we first started the show. And uh, Serena's here again for this, so we'll see how this goes. Yeah, we should go back and see what my favorite cover songs were. So see if you a year and a half ago. <laughs> but uh, Serena, what would your first one be? Um, where did you sleep last night? Uh, originally by Lead Belly, and then Nirvana redid it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I had a thing for Nirvana for a while, so it is oh. a very good song. That's one of their better songs, I yeah. think. song makes me want to do heroin <laughs> <laughs> nobody will want to you'll be asking where your lady's <laughs> sleeping because she doesn't want to sleep with you if you're doing heroin that's true i better stop doing all that heroin all right eric what's your first one uh the first one that i picked is um a led zeppelin song a lot of people try to cover led zeppelin songs and they fail miserably because well it's fucking led zeppelin however i did hear a, a cover of stairway to heaven by a B-52 cover band, and they were saying it sounding like the B-52s, but they were singing Stairway to Heaven, and it was nuts. Stairway to heaven, stairway to heaven. Basically. Like that. And they're dressed up like the B-52s and everything. That's pretty, that's pretty awesome. It was pretty cool. But um, the one that I picked is uh, the Immigrant Song. Um, This cover is done by Karen O and Trent Reznor of Nine Inch Nails. Um, And it's just a good tune very industrial of course because it's you know nine inch nails and it fits perfectly for uh they did it for the girl with the dragon tattoo at the opening credits did that and it fits perfectly with those opening i credits. didn't know that's where it came from but yeah yeah the girl's voice at the beginning it's pretty unnatural and they sound like vikings or something yeah the yeah yeah yeah's are pretty cool yeah Here, no, i almost rule. chose this chose this song too so well what do you know yeah i'm glad what, i did what do yeah. you know play it Yeah, it's pretty dark. It is. That yeah, Karen O is so fucking cool. Yes, yeah. she is. <laughs> yep. Trent Reznor is not as cool, but Karen O is definitely very cool. Yeah. 
my first one is one by uh, Johnny Cash, and it's the original one is U uh, two. One. Yep. Oh, okay. I thought you meant like one by like one yeah. from Johnny Cash, but no, it's one by U two yes. done by Johnny Cash. Okay. Uh, I was gonna choose Hurt, but I everybody figured. chooses Hurt. Yeah, yeah I so mean, I couldn't do that one. But you have to mention that. And one then too, also, the there's covers. a really good cover of Tom Petty's uh, "I Won't Back Down" on uh-huh. this album too. But uh, I chose this one because it's pretty. <laughs> <laughs> Got someone to blame. You said one love, one life When it's one need in the night One love, we get to share it It leaves you, baby, if you don't care for it I think that song sounds more important when Johnny Cash does it. Anything Johnny Cash does at that age sounds really important. important. (laughs) My dad watched Hurt tonight on YouTube after I showed him how to use YouTube. And he was like totally enthralled. Like he watched it like he was never going to be able to see it again. It was pretty cool. Did he cry? I don't think so. I I walked away. (laughs) He cried. Yeah. He had a tear. He probably did. I, I almost did when I heard it the first time. Well, yeah, because it's such, it's actually like a personal story to him too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right, Serena. Oh, um, so my next one, um, I heard in the car today, and it's The Times They Are Changing, originally by Bob Dylan, and then Flogging Molly redoes it. Uh, huh. I don't know. It's just interesting because Flogging Molly makes everything sound super <laughs> exciting. Right. Flogging Molly. So you better start swimming on you. I love when it picks up. Yeah, I could actually see Bob Dylan on stage with them. Yeah. I could. I don't think I can. I could. (laughs) All right. I don't know. I could. Are they getting high? No, just how fast that was going, I can see oh. him. Maybe not at this age. I was going to say, he, I don't know, never mind. <laughs> All right, Eric. Um, the next one I picked is um, from System of a Downed. Um, and it's very, very unfortunate that you can't pick this song up like anywhere besides the Dracula 2000 album soundtrack, really which hilarious. I do not want to fucking buy. <laughs> um, this is a song originally done by the band Berlin. It's a 80s new wave song. Uh, and this one is the Metro, and man, they they just fucking they they kick the shit out of the music in the song. Compared That's, to the yeah, I listened the, to the I, original I mean, yeah, before. It's, it's, yeah, I was like, what does this song sound like yeah. normally? No, yeah, it's no, cool. yeah. They, I mean, they they take it, and at first, you know, it's System of Down, real slow. You know, like oh yeah, I'm System of a Down, and then they're like, oh, all of a sudden, guitars. Ah, I, I think you might also be able to find it on their demos album. No. No, nope. that, when I searched for it, that's what came up. Uh, I I tried to buy it off of both iTunes and Amazon, no. and they were like, "Only if you buy the Dracula 2000." <laughs> you should have done it, man. You should have <laughs> oh, done it. Fuck no, do you know what other crap is on there? Tons of crap. <laughs> Tons of crap. Follow me through my past. I was on a Paris train. I emerged in London rain, and you waiting there, swimming through apologies. The only part I really like about Sound System of a Down is the fact that I can sing along to almost all their songs. Besides when they go crazy, like right, right, they do make some good uh, verses in songs. To they sing really do, to. like aerials. I like aerials. <laughs> so my songs are all really slow compared to your guys's, and uh, my next one, <laughs> it's uh, very depressing. It's a uh, I can't make you love me by the original one is by Bonnie Raitt. And this is Boney Vare singing it. And uh, it's just him and the piano. The guy and, from Minnesota? Yep. And uh, the song switches into Nick of Time, and I can't remember who sings that song. But like when it Stevie switches Nicks. in, you're like, oh my God, I caught you in the, <laughs> into the Nick of Time. And you're like, wow, that's a powerful song. But yes, uh, Boney Vare singing I Can't Make You Love Me.
So who died and chose this song? <laughs> I did. I feel the power, but you don't. Yep, I love that song. It's a good song. Also, Bonavere is from Wisconsin. Thank you yeah, very sorry. much. Uh, okay, my bad. <laughs> Clear Lake, right? I think he's from Eau Claire. Is he from Eau Claire? I don't know. I'm yeah. not from Wisconsin, so I don't care. Mm. Fine. Yeah. Arkansas. Yeah. I'm not from Arkansas either. <laughs> oh, fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Serena. Oh, uh, my next one is uh, Me and Bobby McGee, <gasps> originally by Chris Christopherson and then redone by Janis Joplin. Yeah, what? what? Really? Yeah, what? Yeah. Holy shit, so- I heard some man singing Me and Bobby McGee the other day, and I was like, what the fuck is this shit? And then I looked it up and found out that uh, Janis did not do the original. Wow. That- um, wow. She does it way, way better. Oh, yeah. So... Well, that's yeah. that's crazy. I guess this is another example of cover songs that were done better, yep. right? Because I can imagine the instantly hear Chris Christopherson doing it, and I don't like it. Yeah, it's not very good or pleasant. We sang every song that knew. And it's just like nicer to think about her and Bobby McGee. Yeah, right. Right. Like it's a little more romantic, right? Or, you right. know, than I think not like a, a buddy uh, buddy drinking some song. dude. <laughs> Another good one would be like uh, David Bowie and Mick Jiggers, Jagger singing dancing. <laughs> Mick Jigger, <laughs> Mick Jigger <laughs> singing the dancing on the street. That's originally by isn't it Martha Reeves and the Vandells or something? I'm not sure. I didn't know that one was a cover, but yep. yeah, that was pretty gay video. <laughs> That's probably the the gayest video I've ever seen. (laughs) Uh, Mick Jagger and David Bowie. All right, what'd you got? Um, The next one I chose is um, another, uh, thank you for pointing this out, by the way, another uh, soundtrack song. Uh, This is uh, Anything Anything, originally done by Drama Rama, which is the one song I think everybody should know, but nobody really knows. Um, and up until this point, it is still uh, K-Rock in Los Angeles, the number one most requested song that they have. What? <laughs> yeah. Uh, people don't realize this. I guess outside of L.A., maybe they know it. But um, this is a cover done by Buck Cherry of Anything, Anything. And the song fucking kicks ass, man. E- either version kicks ass. So. And just so you know, your immigrant song was also a soundtrack one, too. Yes. So yeah. this is the third one in a row. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Wait a minute, also, I forgot, the original drama-rama, Anything Anything, was in Nightmare on Elm Street 4, so that's a double whammy. Oh. Let's see where the guy's practicing nunchucks in the garage, this play that song. So. Oh my god, is number four the one where they're in the... The Dream Master Dream? Yeah, they're at the, like, suicide ward and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yep, and, yep. yeah and the girl is, like, I don't know. That one's she, pretty good. She real Well, I think it's the best one in the series. I like the first one. The first one kicks ass, too. All right, Johnny Depp dying. My next one is Radiohead covering Joy Division slash New Order's Ceremony. Uh, New Order. New Order. Or Joy Division. Joy Division didn't do Ceremony. Yes, they did. Did they? Yeah. It was the last concert they ever did. It was on the the album. Well, it probably sucked. No, it was pretty good. It sounded about the same, too. I really... Yeah, But only they made it a little bit more popular with New Order. Well, yeah, New Order was a bit popular. But yeah, it still had the same, like, driving tone throughout it, and it's just... But yes, Radiohead covering Joy Division uh, Ceremony. And again, the same old story. We'll travel all so quickly. Travel first and flee towards this time. I break them down on the seashore. Heaven knows it's got to be. I really like that song. 
Is it just me or does he sound like he's doing a Godfather impression? <laughs> Something like that. It sounds like he's got you know, cotton balls in his mouth and is singing. He doesn't normally sing like that no, either, so no, that's right. what's really weird. That's definitely it. Didn't it doesn't sound like Radiohead? No, not at all. And they also do a cover of the Smiths' Headmaster Ritual too, in that, that same one. one. And it's like, whoa, that still doesn't sound like the Radiohead. All right, Serena. Um, my last one is Jolene, originally by Dolly Parton, and then redone by the White Stripes. I think Jack White kicks ass. Jack White yes, does, kick, does ass, kick ass, and we have agreed upon this multiple times on the show. Yeah, Jack so, White's awesome. He's so good, and the first song's great, but you know, Jack White. I didn't have the the original copy of that the one uh, on the that was from the Great Northern Wait, Lights. Lights yeah. What was the other one under the Blackpool Lights? That one's a really really good version Is of it. it. Yeah, because okay. it was when they were I don't know two thousand five or four or something like that. Oh, that one's really good. But yes, yeah, it's so good, and that's like such a song that like want to like sing you know and then he brings in the guitar and the drums and yeah because it starts out all slow and then yeah. all of a sudden just angry and you're like whoa what's going on Dolly Parton what are you what right <laughs> I've gotten Dolly was so mad and it sounded like Jack White <laughs> whoa. whoa I've gotten caught singing to that song in my car a couple of times people pointing and laughing that's cool yeah I, I, I would I would point but I wouldn't laugh I'd sing <laughs> with be you. like yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, what's your last one, Eric? Um, the last one that I picked is um, a David Bowie cover, uh, Ashes to Ashes off the, uh, what's that, Monsters, Ugly Scary mon- Monsters, Scary Monsters, Super Creeps. Yeah, and Super Creeps. Um, it's by Tears for Fears. And, like, I love the Bowie cover of this song, or the, the Bowie version of this song. It's probably one of my favorite Bowie songs. But um, Roland Orzabel from Tears for Fears just... His vocals in this one, the guy sounds creepy enough a lot of times, like in his songs, you know, but this one, it's it's perfect for like the lyrics and they do a, a fucking awesome job. I love it. I think my biggest beef with uh, cover songs is the fact that a lot of people try and change how the song should sound when there's like one version of the song you're so used to, and that's usually why cover songs fail. But when you do them so it's like actually the same, then you're mm-hmm. like, oh, sweet, hell yeah. When they work. Yeah, yeah when they yeah. work. Right. But yeah, some people just try and change them way too much, and you're like, no, we're just used to the same tone how this is going, so right. if you want to try and sell something, maybe uh, try and work with us. Right. <laughs> or if, if that's how it sounds. I don't know. Yeah. All right, my final one I chose at random because I couldn't think of a last one until we just were talking about songs on the show. So this is uh, Toots and the Maytales singing Take Me Home, Country Roads by uh, John Denver is the original one. And uh, yeah, I do love the reggae sound, and uh, I listened to a clip of it before <laughs> okay, I came. Yeah, yeah, man, it sounds real good, man. Oh, man, yeah. Yeah, man. Barracan. Barracan, man, yeah, bum clock. I'm bad at that. Yep. <laughs> I'll never forget uh, when I was in Thailand and I was riding on a cramped bus of like 16 people that should only hold like six people. <laughs> and uh, it was well, like a four tiny people, right? No, it was a, a bunch of foreigners oh, traveling okay, 
the cheapest way possible to an awesome place called Pie. But on the way home, we were stuck <clears throat> for about five hours it took on the way back because there was a shit ton of traffic in Chiang Mai. So we finally got to where they drop us off, and we're hailing down a tuk-tuk. And uh, I get to the tuk-tuk, and we tell him where we want to go. And he's like, oh, yeah, we can take you there. No problem. No problem. And he starts singing Country Road to me. He's like, you know this song, Country Road. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I know the song, Country Road. And I started singing the song with him. And then he puts us in the back of the tuk-tuk and, like, throws our bags in between us. And then he just hands me this dog. <laughs> was it a cooked dog or was it a live dog? It was a live dog. Oh, okay. It was a dog. And I thought it was his dog. And I thought he was going to be driving the tuk-tuk. But nope, he sets the dog in between me and Jared, and uh, we, we're still singing Country Road over and over again, only he's singing it with a Thai accent, so it's kind of <laughs> funny. And then all of a sudden, this big guy from the right comes in to drive the tuk-tuk, and that wasn't his dog. He just picked it up off the street <laughs> and put it in our tuk-tuk, and it stunk so bad. It was so dirty, because there's dogs everywhere in Chiang Mai. So I was like, okay, cool, we got a dog. And no, yeah, finally. So the dog rode with us like a half hour to our hostel. Do, you, then- think, do you think they ate the dog? No, they don't eat dogs, really. Why did the guy take the dog? He just picked it up off the ground. He and just hand- wanted it, like, all right. Okay. That was see the guy that gave us the tuk tuk was not the tuk tuk right. driver, right? So he just gave us a dog. Maybe the dog paid the fare. No, we paid the fare. <laughs> no, the, I mean the dog paid his own fare. Oh, that could be. Maybe you just walked up there and was maybe like, Maybe oh. they charged you extra for the dogs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> but no, yeah, that I'll never forget Country Road and Thailand. That will always remind you of Thailand. That will always remind me of Thailand. And That's that awesome. dog must have been so confused when it just ended up at our hostel and it's like, Holy shit, I'm on the other side of town. I Where is everybody I know? Just like, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, fuck I got a new fuck. area. That's a stinky dog. I didn't even have to walk. Oh shit. He will cook my rice for me. <laughs> maybe there's some food somewhere. Right. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Let us know what your favorite cover songs are on our Facebook. We'd love to hear from you and uh, interact with you. So, yes, please. Uh, I have one closure here. It's not really a cover song, but in the middle of it, they sing Over the Rainbow, and it's uh, the Smashing Pumpkins doing Silver Fuck. It's the live version from their Euphoria album, and in the middle, when it goes slow, they go into Over the Rainbow. So, uh, so let's let that play. Over the rain. Basically, sounds just like that. <laughs> okay. Thank you for joining us on this week's episode of Soundwave. New episodes are released every Thursday. Uh, thank you, Serena, for joining us this week. We Thanks hope to have me. you on a few more times. Mm-hmm. Uh, the theme next week, I think, should be what we were talking about last week. Uh, 55 to about 63. 1955 to 1963. We're what do broadening you think? your musical horizons by playing you old stuff. I think I think that would be interesting. And I'm going to do history, and I'm going to start in 1776, and I'm going to go on to <laughs> Sounds good. That sounds like a plan, man. No current news. <laughs> and I'm going to use this voice when I talk about it. Should we it. put an effect on there that sounds like all cracky? Like a we phone. can do that, because we this, can do is that. this is the transatlantic accent. <laughs> the trans- Atlantic. Uh, for updates and more information about Soundwave or other shows, go like us on Facebook at Blind Ninja Studios, or you can even follow us on Twitter at Blind underscore Ninja. Our flagship show, The Department of Offense, is still live every Saturday. Come join in the fun at blindninjastudios.com slash live. There are five other shows, including this one, available to stream at our website, blindninjastudios.com, or you can subscribe on iTunes so you never miss an episode. If you just can't get enough of Soundwave or other shows, you should help support us because this stuff is not cheap. At the bottom of BlindNinjaStudios.com, click on Patreon and sign up. It works like a donation slash subscription service where you can pledge any amount that works for you, even as low as a dollar. Hey, that's only $12 a year. Just think about donating us a case of beer at the end of the year. That's about how much it will cost. Uh, Then, also, if you're shopping on Amazon, don't forget to stop at our homepage, too. 
because there's a little thing at the bottom that says Amazon. Just click on that, and it takes you to Amazon and do your shopping like normal. And then when you check out, a little bit of that money that's going to Amazon goes into our pocket. So that would be really cool. Your price doesn't change nothing at all. It just gives us some money. Uh, questions, comments, any kind of feedback, email us at feedback at blindnewsstudios.com, or you can message us on Facebook. We will talk to you again next week. Peace. See ya. See ya. Bye. So long, farewell. Avita Sain. Oh. Konnichiwa. Blind Ninja Studio. Konnichiwa. Right? Konnichiwa. It's Konbanwa. I don't know what you just said. <laughs> oh, Yasumi Nasai. Ah, yeah, yeah. Do you see?